It's Mental Health Awareness Month, baby. Yeah, it is. Welcome to May. Although this is the end of May. It's gonna be May. It is May. Cheers to mental health. Cheers to my mental health state. (laughs) Hey, it's Bree. What up? It's Wit, and it is time Time to to come come vibe with us. What mental health? I don't have any. (laughs) There's nothing healthy about my mental stability. meme like a long time ago and it was i'm pretty sure it circulated back during the beginning of covid last year where it was somebody was like it was like my mental health trash my physical health trash my bank account trash my nachos full (laughs) (laughs) nachos bel grande (laughs) oh man now i really want some nachos Mm, we're gonna get some tonight yeah we are on to bigger and better things though um so if you didn't know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, which me and Bree did not know, clearly, because... Our mental health is <laughs> trash, that's why. No, because we would have done this episode earlier in the month had we known that, but it's fine. We'll, uh... We're late to the party, it's okay. But, hey, better late than never, you know? Better late than never. So, because both of our mental health sucks, hell yeah! <laughs> We're going to talk about it because it's important to talk about those things. Uh, Is it not? It is, but I also use my form of mental health issues as As comedy. I I definitely use comedy as a coping mechanism, but it's fine. Yeah, so for anybody that's actually trying to take any of this seriously, so sorry. So sorry. Our mental health is... It's how I deal with things in life. It really is, like, in it all is. seriousness. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what we're talking about. It, it's so hard for me to be serious when I'm talking about my own issues, especially when it comes to my mental health, because I think it's the millennial in us. It's, yeah. like, it's the funny, cool thing to do to kind of, like, make fun of your mental health. Well, I mean, let's be honest. And uh, most of our all... parents were, like, put some dirt on it. Well, Get out of here. Yeah, but... I mean, some parents were better. More so, open. Speaking of parents, let's actually talk about that. Let's start off our conversation about it. Because mental health is technically... Um, what do you call that? Where it comes... it It's brought through generations. Uh. It can be passed down through generations. What is... I don't know. For <laughs> 500? <laughs> It's a scientific term for when things get passed down through your DNA through generations. Genetics. <laughs> I no, mean, technically. That's not the word I was looking for. Okay, well, sure. we're not being smart right okay. now. So, anyways, your men- your mental health runs in your family. It's yes. hereditary. Hereditary. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Okay. okay. Genetics so- did kind of work, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> I should get a half point. Um... Mental health is a very strong thing in my family. Uh. A lot of us have the issues. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But I think the cool thing is, is this day and age, it's more talked about. Whereas us growing up as kids and teenagers, it wasn't known to have anxiety. You weren't known to have depression. 
if you had those things, it was a stigma in your life. Oh, yeah. And now it's just kind of like the norm. Like, it's almost not normal to not have mental health issues. <laughs> my, my thing is, when people are like, oh, you suffer with anxiety and depression? And I'm like, yeah, doesn't everybody? Yeah, and, don't you? Or they're like, oh, you're not on medication? I'm like, oh, I don't have health insurance. Yeah. What's that like? What? Awful. What? <laughs> Awful. No, I mean, like, what's it like to not have to? Oh, yeah, not having to deal any with that kind of stuff. So, talking about our history here of mental health, I feel like I have always had anxiety my entire life, but oh, it yeah. got really, really stuck in my life during college. Mm. I got very anxious about a lot of things, and I just, I knew something was not right mm-hmm. when other people were not struggling with the same things I was. And so I finally went to a doctor about it, and they were like, yeah, you have an anxiety disorder, so we're going to give you medications. And I was like, pop them pills, baby, let's go. (laughs) I need to get my mental health in check. My happy pills. Yeah, so that's literally what it is. So I started taking those, and now I notice a difference. Speaking of which, I need to go fill my medication because I didn't take that today. So, um, we, we didn't take any of the meds today. We wanted to be real, <laughs> real and raw today, baby. We are on it. It's no. fine. We're um, not heavily medicated. No, not at all. So, back to the genetics thing, though. Yes. Because I noticed my mom is the same exact way. Like, she just gets anxious about really stupid things mm. that normal people would not get anxious about. And one day, she, when I was in college, she was like, no you're fine like you don't need that kind of stuff because it's a stigma in that generation right to have a mental health disorder so let's go back five years i'm out of college now i'm working my full-time job i'm still taking my medications she calls me and she's like whitney i think i just had a panic attack at the gym and Mm. i'm like what what shocked i'm like mother what is going on I was like, okay, explain to me what happened. She's like, I don't really know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of my workout class, and all of a sudden, I could not breathe. I could not catch my breath, and it was not because of the fact that I was working out. Mm. Like, it was worse than that. And So I stopped working out, and I went to the bathroom, and I couldn't catch my breath, and I started sweating and hyperventilating, and, like, I just could not get it together. Mm. And I was like, yep. That's exactly what a panic attack feels like. She's like, you have these? <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, mom! <laughs> all the time. Like, and for no reason at all. And this is why I take the meds. Exactly. She's like, yeah, that's the thing is, like, I don't know what brought it on. It just all of a sudden hmm. happened. And I'm like, that's exactly what that is. I'm like, see, you gotta get your mental health in check. That's what happens. So... I'm glad, like, the older generation is starting to get it, and it's because of our generation bringing it to light. Yeah, it's being more normalized, for sure. Definitely, and the whole, like, we laugh about making fun of it, but I think that it helps. It helps bring it so light. Well, it doesn't make you feel as, like, isolated or alone or, you know, I think for our generation, like our whole lives have been in terms of like how the u.s is you know we had 9-11 in like first or second third grade whatever and then it was the economic crash in 2008 yeah have you ever seen that tiktok that's like (laughs) 
Tell me why a millennial has mental health issues without telling me why a millennial has mental health issues. Uh, and, and it's it a just, whole line. Of- yeah, it just is a whole entire list of things. When we were in third and second grade, 9-11 happened. Yeah. And then economic crash happened of 2008 yep. or whatever year it mm-hmm. was. Like, the, the whole recession. freaking, yeah, the whole freaking United States went through another depression. And, you know, you just have, we've lived in war our entire life. Right. Have you ever thought about that? We've literally lived in war. The United States of America has been in war since 2001. War. Huh. What I want to go to war. I have the testosterone. I'm a man. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Speckle. <laughs> um, no, but the reality, yes. 100% yes. I think getting older and realizing that, okay, it's not as big of a stigma. We're not alone. Other people feel these exact way, like the exact same way. And I feel like as a collective, as a millennial, it's almost like that's how it's like shared trauma. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it's the trauma bonding, which I'm sure that's like awful, which by the way, but disclaimer, we are not doctors. No, we have I, no idea what the hell we're talking about <laughs> except for personal experience. We're going, yeah. We're just going off of personal experience, but relating to people through trauma mm-hmm. is freaking key in making life work sometimes i think it's kind of like when you have a best friend who you don't really like see um you don't really have a lot of things in common except for the people that you hate like mm. that draws people together having yeah. the same trauma and hating the same people as awful as that sounds it's true you connect over it right it is no a hundred percent i think in terms of hereditary i don't think either one of my parents would i would say admit or acknowledge to a certain degree that they have both suffered with anxiety or depression and that's how my mom was for a very long time in the black community especially it's Mm -hmm. like even more stigmatized because like when i was growing up like a lot of stuff I went through like a lot of different things and like self-harm and there was just like a lot of stuff that I was dealing with mentally myself and I remember having a conversation when I was younger with my dad and he was just like that's white people shit like going to a therapist is white people shit and I didn't realize that it was like such a huge stigma in the community until I got older because even other parts other people in my family on my black side or friends or whatever it's always just oh well uh, i'm not gonna go to therapy because that's like what white people do or oh we're not supposed to go to therapy because we're we're not supposed to like it's this weird stigma that i don't necessarily understand yeah it's such a weird it's something that i never even knew about Mm -hmm. until you told me about that and i'm like i would have never guessed and i i don't think it's necessarily just like generation because like obviously like your parents also i think it is a generational thing but i also do believe that it is very much so deep-rooted in the black community in a lot of different ways it's definitely a culture thing for sure oh yeah and i also think it has to do with your uh your wealth as well because a lot of people our age especially Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna pay to go see a therapist oh yeah i can barely pay to pay for my mortgage or my rent or my car whatever the case may be i'm struggling to get my beefy burrito from taco bell and it's a dollar eighty i'm paying in pennies (laughs) 
That's some rich people shit. Like, <laughs> oh, you paid with a credit card? Yet? <laughs> Damn. Okay. But okay. <laughs> oh, you're paying with coins? <laughs> that they're about to freaking leave because nobody pays with coins anymore. <laughs> you know what, though? I do, I do truly and honestly believe that it is when we were talking about like trauma bonding, I feel like as a, as a uh, millennial, we have all trauma bonded together. Yeah. But I think especially in the black community, the, with like TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, like there's so much more reach. And I think that's really what the main difference was with like our generation and our parents' generation Absolutely. is that people started putting it out there. Like yeah. I would read Tumblr posts about anxiety and depression and people mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, somehow I ended up on like some weird hentai thing, but that's a whole other <laughs> issue. It felt like you could connect with people. That you didn't even know, but they were writing or, you know, they were sharing videos or were, like, sharing uh, TikToks back and forth about our traumas. It's literally how I knew that something was not normal with me. Right. Because I always felt like, like, you have your friends who don't have those issues and you're like, really? You don't get nervous about that kind of stuff? You don't get anxious? You don't... And I felt like that with you when you were in college Mm -hmm. because you were, I think it was more senior year, like junior, senior year for you. uh, Junior year. I mean, I really, I know I've always had it because I started looking at how you acted in like high school and middle school about certain things. And I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. But it really got brought to light my junior and senior year of college because of social media, honestly, like Mm -hmm. people started talking about it and i'm like holy crap that's me like that's right. literally how i feel exactly word for word that is what i happen that is what i feel every <laughs> single day we know where it's <laughs> <laughs> i happen i you no I <laughs> but it's true it's like it's oh true. my gosh and i actually bonded with my friend eddie from school because he is the one who shared something on facebook that really opened my eyes and i was like wow whoa yeah i'm not the only one who deals with this that hit deep yeah and that is what made me actually sit down and talk with my parents about it and go get help for it and like actually do something about it Mm -hmm. because it's not normal it's not the normal thing to feel overly anxious and get somewhere 20 minutes early because you're like uh tsunami could hit you never know (laughs) i could literally have this car roll over 15 times and I would be late and I would be heartbroken. If I broke all the bones in my body, wouldn't matter. But if I showed up late late, that's what that's what would kill you. Actually I don't have I don't have that part of the anxiety. <laughs> I'm showing up late anyway. Tell me the wrong time. Just just know that. That's a <laughs> that's a me issue. But I feel like with my personal anxiety, I don't think it came out until more less like three to five years maybe Mm -hmm. because when you were in college and you were like telling me how you felt I was in vocational school at the time so I didn't necessarily like our schedules weren't the same I was working Mm full-time and then doing night school so I'm just like oh well she's doing like the real college thing and she's college I mean you went to school you stayed on (laughs) campus I was living in my parents house working and whatever but I think that was like I 
I was like, I don't understand. Like, why is she so like stressed out? Maybe it's just because she's got a lot of work, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, like whatever X amount of years, we're both out of school. And then we're like talking about it. I'm like, I think I need some medication. (laughs) I think I need help. (laughs) I'm pretty sure something's wrong. And now currently i don't have health insurance because i'm in the process of getting it and it's really annoying and it's super expensive but again that's a whole other episode about (laughs) capitalism um but me personally since i don't have access to the medication from a pharmacy and i'm not paying 200 dollars for some meds no monthly no. um i personally spend that money on shweed and i was doing <laughs> the devil's lettuce <laughs> now mind you i i was not i smoked a little bit in high school and like senior year and then i smoked a little bit after and then i was like ah, i don't really i really stopped because i was gaining a lot of weight but munchies also, are real yes and also it just became legal right in michigan recreationally like a year ago well let's be honest we all so, know everyone was smoking yeah but do. it's like it's easier access now to yeah, get yeah, yeah. the things that you would want well i didn't really know like all i knew was like okay pot, the devil's lettuce like it was supposed to be bad and it was all these things and, and you're getting yeah, high you're getting high you're getting the munchies but right. really there's so many benefits to it but there i realized the different strains yes. i started doing more research about like how to take it like you can take it in pill form. You can take it as um, edibles, gummies, uh, certain certain strains do certain things. So I find a, I ended up finding um, the dispensary by my house and Loom. What up, Loom? Let me get a <laughs> discount. <laughs> but they have these gummies called Unwind. Yeah. So they're only five milligrams and they kind of make me sleepy, but only if like I had to take like a lot. But I've started taking them like when i felt myself getting really anxious yeah because i don't have like medications or whatever and i was like okay like i'll just take one of these Mm -hmm. and then i started taking it and i started like actually feeling relaxed and actually feeling better and then it like it like turned into this like whole like stigma thing with myself i'm like oh my god i don't want to tell anybody that i'm like taking these because they're gonna think i'm crazy and then it's like or they're gonna think i'm a pothead because i'm just like constantly eating these gummies i'm like i have anxiety and i know that not a lot of people like understood it and even i had my own stigma when it came to showed because there's there's been a stigma about weed our entire life i mean if you smoke that you're a pothead like plain and simple right or you're a delinquent yes exactly exactly it i mean until freaking colorado out there oh yeah living their best life for the past five plus years making it legal yeah i feel like if they would have never done that we would have never known all the benefits of it besides oh it'll be federal in the next three years i'm sure it's gotta be but all the the benefits of it right like I feel that a lot of people feel a certain type of way when it comes to taking medicine. Yep. Like, even my own husband, like, Donald, will not. He'll have a migraine. I'm like, take a Tylenol. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, sick, cold, whatever. He was like, nah, you know, I know I dislocated my shoulder, but <laughs> I'm fine. I don't need anything. <laughs> and because he has a stigma against medication. But when it came to me, like, I grew up always taking whatever kind of med. <laughs> so... I ended up taking these gummies to sleep and to feel relaxed and all these good things. And then my mom was like, hmm, 
hmm, yeah, well, wh- wh- what are you taking? What is yeah, that helping yeah. you? Uh-huh. And I ended up starting to buy her some, and now all the ladies at work love yep. to get their gummies from my mom. <laughs> hey, mama, the drug dealer. And I'm the one all picking right. them up. So, <laughs> you know, and I think that it's it's even more open now to definitely is. take it. Yes. But not only that, like whatever works for you. Like, if you're taking Lexapro, well, Butrin, yeah, yeah, girl, I know the names. Take well, it. Yeah, I mean, there is, I mean, sadly, my doctor won't give things like that, um, not Lexapro, because that's what I take. But she won't give you, um, what are they called? Cymbalta. Narcotics. Narcotics. Thank you. She won't give narcotics because they become addicting or whatever the case may be. And they could sell for hella money on the street. Well, I mean, so. narcotics are super addicting. <laughs> so. So that's, I mean, that's like, they, that's why my doctor will not allow me to have those types of things. Like, right. she literally will not write prescriptions for people for them. I had to sign a waiver. Yeah. As soon as I went in there, before I even enclosed that I had mental health problems, that she would not do narcotics. Well, we used to do these forms when I worked back in the medical office, and it's called a PHQ-9. Y'all have filled it out. It's basically a wellness check on your mental health. Yeah. And it's like zero to three or whatever. So I literally have to do that every time I go to the doctor. Well, yeah, because the medication that you take. I have to go every three months to fill my medication Mm because that's as long as you can go. Right, without seeing a physician. Yes, and every single time I go, I get a depression screening is what they call it. I mean, for people not in the medical field, that's what it is. Um, And it's basically just a list of questions. Like you said, you rate how you're feeling and that's it. Well, we started doing that at the job that I was at, just for each other. <laughs> we would, like, give You're them like, to each so other. So how are you feeling today? Well, no, we would, go. like, if we, <laughs> I will never forget my coworker, Christina, she was, like, me and her were, like, just talking about our mental health one day. And it was just me and her and my other coworker, Anita, and she's, like, in the back doing stuff with patients. Just me and Christina sitting at the front desk, and both of us are just tired we're tired we're upset we're sad mm-hmm. and we're like fun bubbly people like right. we were supposed to be like talking to each other and everything and then she like looked at me and she was like what's going on i'm like shit i don't know what about you she was like mm, same and then i was like let's take one of these uh depression screenings see how bad we are because we know how to like calculate it and stuff and we both got like the same number. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like low. Mid- it was like <laughs> mid tier of like. There's like, oh, you're fine, and mm, she probably needs something, but she's not the worst. And then yeah. the worst is like, okay, put her in a mental hospital, girl. <laughs> so we're like sitting in the middle of it, and I'm like, oh, so what are we supposed to do? Yeah. And then she literally was like, let's just go outside for our break and walk around and talk, and we just did that, and it it felt good to like release it yes get and it off your chest to talk and, about it instead right. of just holding it in and making making myself feel even worse because i want to be strong like yep. girl i am not strong anybody that knows me in real life they're all like oh Bri, you're so strong and i'm like uh, y'all don't see me in the shower when i'm bawling my eyes <laughs> out sitting on the shower floor like <laughs> rocking back and forth <laughs> i'm not okay i'm not okay <laughs> <laughs> but I know other people have, like, gone through that, and they felt that, and they're sobbing, and they're weeping, and, like, don't get me wrong, then they're cis, but also, I am a 
firm believer that you should be talking about your day every single day yes with somebody yes it doesn't matter if it's your best friend mom dad significant other whoever or write it down do it i yeah i've actually thought about doing a journal lately Mm -hmm. so me and zach have been watching sons of anarchy and oh jack's done I know. He helps my mental health. <laughs> Hell yeah. But in that show, his dad wrote a journal every single day about the club. And Jax ends up reading it and finding all of this information about who his dad was just mm-hmm. from day to day. And I'm like, how cool would that be to not only look back on yourself and see how you were doing 10 years ago right but also for your kids to look at it one day your grandkids your significant other because me and zach used to write letters to each other when mm-hmm. i was in college because we were Cuties. long distance and we were in love we're not anymore <laughs> but i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but like i still have all those and when you go and look back at it you're like it's cute Aw, it is cute we were so cute yeah. we're, we're definitely not anymore <laughs> We're old married couple now. Yeah, but um, I just thought that would be that would be so interesting. I mean, it's very difficult because I suck at keeping up with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I've done workout programs where you're supposed to write it out every day of like, <laughs> how'd your workout feel today? What'd you eat today? Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, this is exhausting. I feel like it's homework again from school. <laughs> like it's so hard, but it's really a mental shift. Like you just have to rewarding. like shift your mind yes. of making it a part of your routine yep and i think that when i worked this crazy mlm scheme way back in the day they the only good things i learned out of it was one to learn how to sell stupid things to stupid people to anybody yes literally (laughs) and then they also taught us about they would call it break down your day So you would call like your leader or whoever was above you, right? And you would break down your day. You would break down the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And it made me feel good because I would release it all before I, because I would do it on my way home. Mm -hmm. And then before I even like got into my um, apartment or anything, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like even if I had a bad day, even if I had a good day, like I just felt that release. Just releasing it and talking about it. Zach and I, because we have two dogs, we go on a walk every single night around the block, which is about a mile. And every night we just talk about our day and what's been going on and how we're feeling and different types of things. And um, I do have a rule, though, because Zach is a talker, especially when he is upset. I am not. I am somebody who like bottles it up and I'm like, I'm fine. Which is terrible, but <laughs> like not helping the mental health. But Zach is the total opposite. He will talk about everything all day long if he could. Yeah, because you I married ha- me in male. Yes, form. yes, but I have a limit because I'm an empath. Yes, I start feeling what you're feeling. If you are upset, I'm gonna get upset. So I tell him, if you're upset about work, whatever happened at work. You get 15 minutes to bitch to me about it, and that's it. Because after that, I'm gonna start getting real upset, like you are. And it works. Mm-hmm. You get to complain. You get to release your day. But not so much that it's, like, overbearing to your partner. Yeah. Because it, be- it can become like that. You know, you when you're usually stressed at work, it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just one bad day. It's usually a whole week of nonsense. At least that's how it is for me. It's not one thing. It's everything. When it rains, it pours. And you bring that home every single day. You can't. You can't do that to your partner. Right. You can't bring home work with you every single day like that 
complain to me yes because i want to know how you're feeling and what's going on but don't let it stir and stew all night long i think that it's very true for like your partner to have like that boundary of like okay like i know you got i know you have a lot more to say yes but but also like we're only talking about whatever happened today yeah but i think the opposite of that because that's what happened with me and donald was like he wasn't telling me anything mm-hmm. so i'd be like oh how's your day and he was like it was fine <laughs> and <laughs> then me. <laughs> but then like the end of the week or like the end of the month yep. or something it all now it's out. like this huge blowout because yep. he's been you know like we're nitpicking each other or he'll get snappy at me because he's actually mad for whatever mm-hmm. was going on at work and mm-hmm. it, and then it was just like i finally was like listen you got something going on you better tell me that day because I can't take eight hours of you no, talking about no, the last month. Yeah, that's what I mean by not bringing it home with you. You can't let how you're feeling about stress, yeah, whether it's work or not, come home with you every single night. Complain about it if you want to. Have that conversation with your friends or your husband or whoever, but don't let that attitude stay there. You can always, all you can't always control how you feel, but you can always control how you react. And that is so, so important, especially when you are in a marriage or if you have a really strong friendship. Like, any relationship. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if, like, literally our entire relationship, just you and I, was just complaining? You can't can't stand being around those types of people, ever. There's no way, because it's just, it's too much. It's too much. When we talk about mental health, I feel like anxiety is very like prevalent in a lot of people's lives especially after the last year that we had uh, during covid but i also think it's the same with depression i think that a lot of people a lot more people now over the last like year and a half with dealing with covid depression has become this whole like it's real like it's in your face we couldn't leave our houses we we're dealing with um, race, uh, racism and injustices, watching um, people protest and uh, watching, you know, the government like <laughs> just uh, awful. You know, all of it was just so crazy. Like mm-hmm. the ongoing thing on TikTok was, um, can I live a day where I'm not living through a moment in history? Literally. And it, it's serious. And I think that, um, man, I wish I could remember this girl. It was this girl on TikTok and she is like a PCOS, like advocate, uh, kind of lady and whatever. I think she has it, but then she also does like health and wellness on top of it. Like she's a nutritionist or something. Um, she was talking about how women with PCOS, especially last year dealing with COVID being inside, not being able to work out or do like those things Mm -hmm. to get our serotonin or dopamine or whatever has made it even worse. And, you know, I feel like since we both have PCOS, like we both have talked about it, like personally to each other, Mm -hmm. I think it was like, so it was so much worse realizing that it wasn't just my mental health like my physical body makes it even worse yes when it comes to my depression right because you're literally the exhaustion is what kills you the fatigue is awful i am so i could sleep for 12 hours oh yeah literally i really could i could sleep my full eight hours a night and take a four-hour nap that day 
and like, still be tired and yes. then go to bed yes it's exhausting and then you feel so like defeated because you go to work all day or you're doing whatever all day long mm -hmm. and you come home and literally you don't want to do anything except stare at a freaking wall because you're so drained yep and it's just it's the fatigue it's freaking killing i hate it and it's the mental fatigue like yes like physically fatigued sure i could get tired quicker but that's also because i don't work out and i eat like shit but <laughs> I'm aware of those problems, all right? I think the <laughs> the main issue that I have is, like, it's so hard sometimes when people are like, what's going on? Like, you're off. You're this. You're that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm so depressed, and I can't even – I can't even put it into words as to why. Yeah. Like – Yeah. That is – that is – the why factor, I think, is what has been brought to light a lot to me in recent years. Yeah. Especially this last year. Because COVID, yes, it's affected every single one of us. But me personally, like, nobody that close to me has passed away from it. So, like, I didn't necessarily have a quote-unquote reason to be depressed. But mm -hmm. I think that was the whole stigma around depression is people always thought, you, oh, you must be going through some shit. Right. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm perfectly fine. But I'm just like, my body is depressed versus my mind, if that makes sense. Like, I'm just tired. And that is like a huge factor in being depressed is you're just tired. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do anything because you're so tired. And that is, that's always on my screening when I go to the doctors. <laughs> so are you feeling depressed? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, um... I don't know <laughs> because <laughs> my mind tells me one thing and my body tells me the other. And so it's very difficult to know. You're a very optimistic person, though. Yes. So and I feel like it's harder for people. I don't want to say harder because everyone has their own way of how they have depression and how they deal with it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when when you're an optimistic person you're almost fighting inside like the inside of like i'm really depressed but then your mind's like no, but not. it's not that yeah, bad and you literally you have that this 100 yeah. because i have always been somebody even when you do go through something hard i am always in my mind i'm like it could be worse right it could be worse and then you know you have to like stop telling yourself that at some point in life yeah it could be worse you're right but also you have the right to be angry about it you have the right to be upset about it, to be sad about it, whatever the case may be. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely. Just, just because it could be worse doesn't mean you can't be mad about it. As the wise, wise Beyonce once said, Queen B. Queen B said, feel it and deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but what she meant by that, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> what she meant by that um, was basically if you're going through something, like, say you're going through a breakup or you got into a fight with your significant other or, you know, whatever. You're sad about whatever is going on. Feel that sadness. Don't mm -hmm. push it down. Mm -hmm. Feel it. Take a couple of days to feel it. Yeah. And then move right along. Exactly. Because I feel like that whole, you can't push it so far down mm -hmm. that, and you just are like, it's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I'm fine. When in reality, at any single moment. You're going to pop. You're going to pop like a freaking balloon. Right. And you're going to explode on everybody. And then it's going to either make you more upset or it's mm -hmm. going to make you more sad or, you know. And I feel like it's so hard to, like, put into words when I, like, say I'm depressed. Like, if I told my parents, like, yeah, I'm depressed. 
they're thinking like she needs to go to mental hospital yes, like yes. she needs to go that and is, it's not to that extent no right that is the older generation stigma behind it right i feel like that is what we were taught growing up is depression is for crazy people you're not right. crazy you're fine it's like okay but depression also has a lot of other side effects to it like being tired all the time right I mean, listen, I'm not the joker. I'm not going right. to bomb a hospital right. and murder a bunch of people. But also, I might just murder a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. No, I think it's. I think it sucks sometimes, though, when I don't have an answer Yes. as to why I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Like, everything could be going 100% right. My coffee's perfect. I had beautiful sleep. I woke up fine. You know, I could get a new client. Like, the whole nine. I could get every single thing that I could possibly want or need or whatever. And then my husband could look at me and I could be like, yeah, but I'm depressed. (laughs) "Uh." I'm depressed. And then he's like, okay, but uh, what are we going to do about that? And then that falls into me eating my feelings which is a very mm. hereditary thing mm-hmm. in my family yep and i eat all of my feelings happy sad mad depressed same. same and it's like is that a part of my weight gain is that a part of my uh self mental whatever like don't you don't you wish like you could literally just like plug yourself into a machine and it tells you why you are the way that you are Oh, no, I don't need realization like that, but, but like the whole weight gain thing, am I gaining weight because of my PCOS or am I gaining weight because of my emotional eater? Like, yeah. Um, then it kind of, it would kind of help you narrow down which diet per se you should be going on to help you lose the weight. Because for me, when I'm trying to lose weight, I get extremely frustrated that it's not instant. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well clearly that's not working. When in reality, it's most likely your PCOS. Right. So, yeah, I could understand that to a certain extent. I just wouldn't want them to be like, <laughs> here's your rap sheet. It's 45 right. pages. Exactly. Oh, God. Because um, that would make my mental health worse <laughs> if somebody <laughs> right. gave me an actual list of everything that's why that was wrong with me. That's why I'm, like, sort of scared to go to a therapist. I've never been to one. Great if people do. I think they're awesome. I have. I've just never been to one because I also want. They're gonna be like, okay, so tell me about your history. Blah 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 blah. What have you been through? Oh oh oh, that explains a lot. Listen, that explains why you are the way you are. Most (laughs) therapists. I went to like four different therapists, but um, and I would go back again. They're just a little pricey, but I understand. Y'all went to school for a really long time, and you're helping people get through it. I personally love therapy, but I'm a talker. I could talk about my, right. I could be open and honest and say every single thing because it's this third party that has no idea who any of these people are, that, that any is of the true. backstory. So That's very helpful. they're only getting my end, your version of the story. And they're going to give you that advice for whatever you specifically are going through. Yes. Now I have done therapy with other people like group therapy and all that stuff. Whole different ball game. I don't think it's for everybody, but when it comes to you personally, if you're not a talker and you're not going to be open enough to that, talk about it, that is me. It's literally, then it's I not going like, to work for you. I feel like I would literally sit there paying somebody for me to be like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm fine. And they're like, and tell me more about that. And you're like, 
<laughs> you go in there. How, how, how's your week been? Fine. Right. So elaborate. Like, what's been going on? It's been, I don't um, know. It's, it's been, uh, I had Taco Bell for dinner four days <laughs> That's in a row. Me. <laughs> well, where does that sit me at? <laughs> where, where's that putting me at? Or, oh, my favorite to get some good sweet serotonin, baby. Right. <laughs> is to go shopping. Ooh. The retail, shopping. Retail, ha- retail therapy is legit. It's a for real thing. Like, the dopamine I get, the shopping me and my niece were talking about it because she totally has it and i have it but i'm also semi a realist semi okay i know if i got over 200 dollars my bank account yeah i'll probably order something off amazon anything under 100 girl slow down back it up my niece though i mean she's still young but um she'll if she's like yeah i got 40 dollars I'm going to go to TJ Maxx. You I'm going to go to Marshall's. Like, that's literally, don't even feel like that's how you know you're getting older. Yep. Because you're like, oh, I don't have that much money in my account. And really, you're sitting, you're sitting at like two something, two, third, two, three, four. And, and to me, I'm like, oh, God, I'm broke. Two, three hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh, no. That's when I'm buying the Amazon. But like. After a hundred. Back then? In college? Oh, yeah. Well, college broke is a different kind of broke. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, college, right after college, even, Mm. you're still in that college mentality. I got $10. I can afford anything I want. No. True. No, you are are not, honey. And that's a whole other issue about financial stability. But that could be a different episode. (laughs) (laughs) We need to bring on somebody to teach us about finances. Because we're impulsive buyers, man. Both of us are. Yes. And we're terrible when we go together because we're like, you know what? You, you deserve it. You, you deserve, deserve it. Treat yourself. And we're like, bitch, I only got $15 in the bank. You're telling me I, to buy this for $14.75. I am, Don Amigo. <laughs> Treat yourself. It is very, very true. But you know what? I feel like, and here's, here's my justification, and it's horrible, but this is what works for me. If I'm feeling super depressed to a point where, like, if I'm taking meds or smoking the devil's lettuce um, Sweet. and it's not helping me, I will go into the cheapest store, like the dollar store, five below, whatever, shop around, look around, and then I get something. It can be cheap as hell. It doesn't matter. But I know I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Or my favorite type of serotonin is to drive in the car. Oh, windows down blare the music and have my own concert preferably if i'm alone i'm sobbing Mm -hmm. oh just streams of tears falling down my face so listening to paramore paramore let's bring in the serotonin talk actually yeah what are besides what you just said what are like some of your favorite like what do you do if you're feeling sad mad angry what do you do to make yourself feel better if I want to feel better. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you're worrying me. Ah! Okay, so <laughs> we've heard of, we heard the uh, retail therapy uh, yes. and eating our emotions. My personal favorite, because I just did this the other day, is um, I have happy meals not like mcdonald's happy meals like oh. i have particular meals i was like you really go to no. mcdonald's get yourself a happy meal no because that's that. not enough food um <laughs> i would have to get like three 
No, I personally have like certain types of foods that make me really happy. Comfort so, food. It's yes. your comfort food. My comfort food. Mac and cheese. N- no. Oh, that's mine. Numero uno. Tacos. It is. No. I'm sorry. I, I have to keep guessing because I'm no. like, I know you. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong with your guesses, but like my favorite go-to is the rainbow noodle pasta. So like the basic tri-noodle where it's like the green, what? orange, white. Okay, I would listen. have never guessed that. Like listen. I had a whole other list of things I was about to go That through. is on the, everything else that I know that you know about me <laughs> is on that list, but that's number one. And let me tell you why. I what you grew up with. I would stay at this place called Miss Betty's and Miss Betty used to take care of me as if I was her own child when my mom would be working. Mm-hmm. And she always made me these buttered noodles with Parmesan cheese. And oh, it was the, yeah. specifically the tricolor noodles. It's not the same. It's not the same. If you hand me a box of plain rigatoni, I'm throwing <laughs> it back at you because it's not the same. But... I also eat it in a very weird way because I have food issues. So I eat it one color at a time. And depending on the box, no. it, you eat the no, least no, amount. No, 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 no. So let's say you have green, That's orange, weird, white. bro. I eat pizza rolls even worse, dude. Stop. I suck it out and then I leave it on there. Ew. And Quit. then I roll it up. <laughs> oh Listen, my God. you want to know why I do that? You want to know why I do that? Because you're weird as no, hell. No. Because when yes. I was growing up, when I was growing up, you know, you would just like pour the bag of pizza rolls on a plate. And as long as you didn't see the plate, you're good. Yeah, that's you how you're still, still do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> except I, it's in my air fryer now. It's not on a plate. <laughs> okay. So like, here's this, right? And this is why I call it my comfort foods because... Like, my mom would make them for me, but she would only give me whatever was on there because I was on a diet for majority of my life. <laughs> so to make it feel like I had more, I would eat it a certain way because it would take me longer. So for some reason, even though that is slightly a trauma, it makes me comfortable. I any, got it. Any it's... therapist that's listening, please diagnose <laughs> me, please. Um, but You're like, she'll yeah. get on my notebook. She's got a lot of issues. <laughs> But literally, like, when I eat that and I eat it in that way, and it's it's not like it's not like I'm purposefully, I like, it, making myself do it. It's no, just unconscious. I, I think just eat it like that. Yeah, I think you're literally resorting back to your childhood, which is yeah. what I think a lot of us do. For me, I love to eat cereal because it's what I love to oh, eat as a kid. Oh, God, I love cereal. I still love cereal, and I love, like, the freaking most sugared up cereal you yeah, can think of. Yeah, cut the roof of my mouth. Captain Crunch, make Ugh. me soggy. Like, come on. That <laughs> sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she meant the cereal, you I purse. Meant, I meant... Jeez. I can't say it that way either. I can't. <laughs> okay. Well, we know what you but, mean. <laughs> Sour Patch Kids, until yeah. I'm raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like you need- <laughs> who says that i had to say it because it went so well with the other one. <laughs> oh my oh god, my god. but boiling. it's true you resort back to things you yes. love to do as a child absolutely for me <laughs> this is so stupid but like i've literally been looking for a bike <laughs> now the stupidest things have been freaking gone away because of the pandemic yeah so weird 
Like the things you cannot find in stores. Bikes are one of them. I have been on the lookout for a freaking bike for a year now because I just want to ride around in the sunshine with my bicycle. I ride my bicycle. <laughs> um, I ride my bike around my neighborhood as a kid for hours. Yeah. I just want to be able to do that again. I think that I think certain things that we would like resort back to. It just it gives you that nostalgia. It gives yes, you that like it's comforting. It's comforting. Comfort. Yeah. Like, literally, you posted a picture last night of us from, like, freaking 10 years ago, <laughs> and it just made me so happy. I was like, oh Yeah, because we were driving around, listening to Little Wayne. Because we still do it. We still are the same Eating Tomato way. Brothers breadsticks. Yes. Shout out to Tomato Brothers. Please sponsor uh, us oh. with breadsticks. You literally don't have to pay us. Just send us bread. No, just send us bread. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like that when we're together sometimes, though, because yeah. we have that nostalgia because we grew up together. Mm-hmm. So now, like, when we do stuff because we see each other more often, it's like it almost is like we do i don't know about you but i get like that serotonin sometimes when we chill because i'm just like i'm like yeah i'm chilling with my bestie is that that my bestie bestie and a testy (laughs) no (laughs) it's your bestie and an equinox hey (laughs) better than my kia soul um whatever makes you feel good you should do it unless if it is like killing people please don't do that but You know, like, I, I feel, feel good when I murder. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> just saying. But I I just think that a lot of people feel like they can't be 100% themselves mm-hmm. because, God forbid, somebody judge them. But let's be honest. This year, everyone's got that COVID-30, COVID-20. Girl, who are you shoot, telling? COVID-40. 50, Ooh. probably. Well, nah, not that, not that bad. Close. <laughs> not here's the problem because i lost weight at the beginning of 2020 yes when we were working out like 25 pounds i probably lost yeah and then i gained it all back plus that yeah so it really feels like i have put on a lot of weight this past but you know what the movement of everybody else feeling the way that they do everyone is like Everyone went through the traumatic experience together of COVID Mm -hmm. and everyone knows what it feels like to be stuck in the house and all this other stuff. Right. Literally everyone bonded over Tiger King, (laughs) TikTok. That was a great time to be alive. It really was. And I think that more people now are just realizing like, you know what? We can't judge everybody for whatever. Like wear whatever outfit makes you feel hot. Preach. Wear whatever bathing suit you want to wear. Because guess what? The beach body is the body body you bring to the beach. That's it. Amen. Amen, my friend. That is 100% true. What are the things that you do, though, that make you happy besides sucking out pizza rolls for some reason? (laughs) First of all, it was my noodles. (laughs) Any type of pasta makes me happy. Yeah. Especially a cream sauce, baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I really think... I mean, that could also be uh, a bigger issue. Any therapist, let me know. Um, I like to work on my business to make me happy Mm -hmm. because I feel proud of it. And it's like my little baby and stuff. And when I accomplish something in my business, it gives me like real good serotonin. Oh, heck yeah, for sure. And I've been getting a lot of that lately. So, hey, but I think that talking really helps me the most. Because it makes me feel better because either I'm relating to somebody or they're giving me advice or I'm giving advice. 
and then it just makes me feel better. I probably should exercise because that helps, but also, <laughs> nah, it's I don't hard. Wanna. It's I don't want to. Not yeah. mentally there yet. My mental health sucks so bad that I can't work out. <laughs> it's the excuse I'm using, and that's what I'm going with. But I think that everyone has like their own thing, and mm-hmm. I think mine is honestly eating and hanging out with friends or like just talking to friends yeah. i used to be on the phone all day long i'm yeah. a talker we know yeah we know that's why you got the pod love to talk <laughs> but you know people tell me i'm funny so like <laughs> thanks it's my trauma it's my trauma <laughs> it's my anxiety um yeah literally. it's all of the above but literally. i think that that is more or less mine i mean besides riding your bike what else are you doing <laughs> the bike that you don't have <laughs> my bike i don't have which is so depressing. I do I do enjoy working out. I do feel better after I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, which my mental health has been terrible lately, so it's not been something I've been doing. Um, and I can tell a difference in yeah. the way I feel and things like that. So, um, I like working out. I like to take like hot showers. Ugh. You know, with the, like the music blaring and it's just like so peaceful. My hot water's not working right now. It's oh, it's that the worst. Sucks. We just got a new hot water heater, mm. so we're golden right now, but I also enjoy being around people. As much as I say I hate people, we're extroverts. I hate the uh, the caucasity of some people. Amen to that. <laughs> the caucasity of it all, baby. <laughs> um, I like being around my people. I get like a high being around a group of people and people who are just having fun and yeah, hanging out. What Yeah, I just I enjoy that. I enjoy good conversation. Um, and I really love it when it's over a hot cup of coffee or a great beverage. Mm. Even better. You know what? You know what, sister? Iced coffee gives me serotonin. Oh, yeah. Coffee every morning. I Mine. swear to God. If I drink too much coffee in the morning, I can tell because I'll be like, what are we doing today, Zachary? When you get home, we are doing this, 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 and this, and this. And then by the time he gets home, he's like, crash. So I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. That crash hit about 3.30. You didn't get home till 6. Yeah. We're about three hours out on that one. No. My the bad. coffee, the first sip. Ugh, it's of coffee in amazing. the morning and i don't know about you guys but this is how i describe it it feels like it is the electricity when you go to like flip on a switch right to turn on the light in your bathroom i am the voltage that is moving through the wires to turn on that light bulb and when i get that sip bing there i am me being the light that was <laughs> a hell of an analogy but did you see it? That was beautiful. It's imaginative. It was absolutely beautiful. But that's how I feel. And that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is exactly <laughs> what I feel like. And that's why I love coffee so much. And then I do that all throughout the day. And then I'm up yes. till three o'clock in the morning. Yes. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh. It's a it's a win-lose for me. Winning in the morning, losing in the night. I hear ya. Absolutely. But also, I could fall asleep anywhere because I'm pretty sure I have narcolepsy. Yeah. So. I'm total opposite there. I, I oh my God, I feel like I got to do a whole freaking ambiance thing to get to bed. Well. Set the mood. Dim the lights. Lum some candles. I mean, I have to do my night Fan. skincare routine. That's yeah. why I cannot just spend the night somewhere. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, you should just spend the night. Like, um, honey, no, I'm not using your makeup wipe to take off my makeup. Makeup wipe. I need 
a oil-based cleanser. Then I need a soap cleanser. <laughs> then I need my toner and my serums. Oh my. And that's and then that's on bougie, because <laughs> that is exactly what it is. But I think that everyone everyone's has different about how they get their serotonin. Yeah, I think a lot of people really like the nostalgic things. Like I still love to um, watch cartoons that I like to watch as a kid. Ugh. Like I love watching Hey Arnold because that was my favorite show growing up. Perfect. Did still. you get Paramount Plus? Yeah. It's on there. All uh, the Nickelodeon shows are. Can I get the login? I know, right? Jeez. I have all the streaming services. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like out here trying to find somebody and my best friend didn't even tell me. Rude. Anywho. Was that my bestie in a Paramount Plus? Yes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, girl. I tried with the Hulu. They just didn't allow the Freaking zip codes. Hulu. I know. They got greedy with how they did it. They but did. yeah. Nostalgic. I think just overall. What would be the nostalgic like place? place like, camp that's not what i meant um <laughs> like where you spent like where would you want to go well i guess camp would count i was thinking <laughs> caesar land <laughs> anybody that grew up in westland knew exactly what i'm talking about yeah that's right the little caesar's man <laughs> caesar land Kid okay not. and that was like my favorite place because it was cheap, it was run down, and it made me feel like a kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. I mean, church um, camp, obviously. Let me just tell you that where I grew up was too jan- too dangerous to go anywhere, <laughs> so I didn't, leave, I didn't leave my home. Yeah, well. <laughs> camp, though, really is like my serotonin place. Yes. Because I spent so much of my childhood there. Yeah. And... I met so many of my closest and favorite people in the world there. So that that is where it would be, is camp. Yeah. And we've had this discussion. We're freaking going this year, even <laughs> if it's for a day. So we could swing on the swings and star spin in the field. Are we streaking? No, I'm too chubby for that now. And they would catch us. <laughs> they would catch us. They'd be like, what's that white blob bouncing <laughs> out there? <laughs> <laughs> no, and we like go skinny dipping and then we can't get out. <laughs> or like someone steals our clothes. We're like, oh, oh my God. Because no. yeah. who would we call? Not Ghostbusters. <laughs> and then Ghostbusters I mean, ain't I'm saving pa- us. I'm pasty enough to be a ghost, so... <laughs> Oh my god. But that would be my place. I'm glad you chose Caesar Land or whatever the hell you said. Because I was thinking about it, but honestly, camp would definitely be number one. But I think that, like, some of the stuff when we did, like, when we were younger, obviously it was church camp. And then, like, Cedar Point was super nostalgic. Kings Island, like, Michigan Adventure, like, all those things where you would go out with your friends, you'd hang out and whatever. Like, that really made me feel. I hate going back to my parents' house because I literally have, like, a story on every single street within that area. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, funny, but then it's also not because there's been some dramatic moments. But it's also, like... It's also weird, right? Yeah, because it feels like it's a different life. Yeah feels like it was a lifetime ago and it really wasn't right but in other news in other news <clears throat> mental health sucks <laughs> in other news let's end it on a good note in other news as hard as it is being mid to late 20s in this day and age mm-hmm. and dealing with life and 
another recession, an, a global health pandemic, yeah. uh, everything, everything else that happened over the last year and a half, plus whatever trauma you dealt with as a child, just know that you're not alone. Never. And it's not, even when days seem dark and days you just feel like it's not worth it and you shouldn't be here, honestly, I'd rather listen to somebody talk about whatever issues that it is than listen to a eulogy. Amen. So... If you ever need somebody, reach out. Bree will listen to you. I really will. I, I will won't. give you unsolicited. <laughs> I will give you unsolicited advice though. <laughs> so don't ask me. Whitney will listen and she'll be like, "Damn, that sucks, bro." And then move on and tell you like it'll get better. My I will be like, "Listen, pros and cons list. What are we going to do? How are we going to solve this problem?" But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And if you don't want to talk to either one of us, talk to somebody else. Get a therapist. Yeah, therapist. Go on TikTok. Become mm-hmm. a therapist. I don't know. Do what you got to do for you. Absolutely. And you should live all the nostalgia life that you want. Amen. If that's what makes you happy anyway. If you want to dress like your... If your childhood is what traumatized you, probably uh, not good to go back to nostalgic, uh, but... it's probably why I said Caesar land. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could eat. I could play. Stop. In a oh my gosh. Gross. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, and we're out. <laughs> we are leaving you with Caesarland. <laughs> <laughs> Caesarland. Oh my god. And it was a cool place. <laughs> it was. Hey, thanks for vibing with us. Find us on the gram, Facebook, and TikTok. Check out our website and ask questions for the next episode.